Welcome to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Morning Devotion. What a great family. What a great family that gets together each and every Monday through Friday, I don't know, 7 o'clock, whenever you say, this is my morning, or many of you watch later in the evening, we hear from people all over the world and how encouraging it is to stay in touch with each other during this era, this time, this season that we're living in. One of you, one of you told me yesterday that you're getting in an RV and you're driving and you were telling me where all you were driving. It's like, boy, that sounds like heaven to me. Just to drive with no end in sight and to get out and to see God's beauty, to meet with people. But I get this every morning and I'm so happy you're here. So like, share, follow the page. A lot of technical difficulties this morning. I have several software apps that are not working correctly. So let's see if we can get through this. I would say cross your fingers, you know, throw salt over your shoulder, rub your four leaf clover, but we don't believe in any of that stuff. No, I'm just going to ask you to say a prayer. Let us see if we can get, get through this. Sandra, you're the first up that I saw on Facebook today. And Carol, you were the first one I saw on YouTube. And I get to see everybody as you're flying by. And I hope you're having a wonderful day. Uh, three announcements. Three announcements. Two weeks from today is a momentous moment in the ND family. Yes, two weeks from today, you won't want to miss that. Also, looking forward, looking forward, my wife and I, we're finally going to be able to get up to the camp meeting this week, uh, today, hopefully today, this evening. And uh, I'm hearing some great reports from up in Lufkin, the 75th annual camp meeting. And then also this weekend, uh, Brother Josh Herring will be in Pearland and the two services there. Just believe we're going to see a mighty outpouring of the Spirit. Five climbing knots. And please know, you see, I put that in in quotes. I want you to know I, I know how to spell not. I know there's a silent K in there. And yeah, I understand that. Nancy, I get it. Mike, I know it. I know it. But I want to talk about the climbing knots, the ones without a K. And it's God's plan to see you through this Wednesday, this Wednesday. Um, you, you've heard the expression, tie a knot and hang on. Yeah, I know nothing about climbing. I, I, I climbed trees when I was a kid. How many of you climbed trees? And, you know, I, as an adult, I just never got into climbing. All those rock faces, those mountains and I do admire the persistence and the dedication and love reading about the stories of people conquering Everest and the world's highest peaks. And I know that in climbing, ropes are important. Climbers have got to know how to tie knots in those ropes. They, they have funny names. They call them hitches or knots and loops and bends and like the alpine butterfly loop or the bowline knot, the figure in Ben, the directional loop. Yes, it's a language all of its own, but each knot is important that you wouldn't or shouldn't climb if you don't know how to tie knots. 
And when you come to the end of that rope, you better know how to tie a knot. And you better be confident that the knot that you tied is able to hold on. Well, 2020 was a, let me see how I can say this. It was a knot tying in the end of the rope kind of year. Can I get a witness to that? Nina, Lawanda, that, can I get a witness, Trenton? It was just that time you had to tie a knot. 2020 was a rough year. Its effects linger long into this year, our personal lives, our church lives, our nation, our world, our economy, our thoughts, our families. We're, we, we've tied more than one knot in the rope during this past 15, 16 months, trying to hold on, hang on, just see this season through. But what I've seen is that many have adopted coping and roping mechanisms. I just had to say that because it rhymed. Coping and roping mechanisms that are not really biblical. They're not sound. Are they understandable? Sure. Do I agree with them? No. It's understandable that people will self-medicate, but there's There are better remedies in the word of God. It's understandable that people would choose to isolate, but the word of God's got a better remedy. It's understandable that people will forge unhealthy alliances, but there's a better remedy. And that's what we're trying to get. So Dana and Colleen, we're looking for those those remedies those divine remedies, those time-worn techniques, those five climbing knots that God has ordained that will see us through. And these were the five knots. And yes, again, if you're just joining us, I know that knot is spelled with K. I understand that. I, but I'm speaking of the, the word knot without a K, the negative Five, I'm not talking about five loops or hitches in a row. I'm talking about five Bible negatives that are absolutely positive in this day and age. And it's how God is going to see you through. Okay, I'm going to throw all five of them at you. You ready? I'm going to throw all five of them. So fearless scribes, get ready. All five are about to be hit right now. And then I'll take a little time and talk about each one of them. You ready? Here we go. Number one, fear not. Number two, faint not. Number three, fret not. The fourth, forget not. Fifth and finally, forsake not. Are we there? We there? You got all five? Fear not, faint not, fret not, forget not, forsake not. These are the five biblical climbing knots. It's how God decided to see you through. Let's hit that first one. And it's the big one. It is the 700 pound gorilla in the room. Fear not. Can I give you the most searched verse on the YouVersion Bible app in 2020? I mean, there's something like a billion searches during 2020. Bible searches went up 80% during that year. Do you know the verse that was most settled on was this one, Isaiah 41, 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee 
with the right hand of my righteousness. The most searched verse in the year of 2020, by far, fear thou not, for I am with thee. That's a not you can climb on. That was the most popular verse globally, the most popular verse in the particular countries of the United States, of India, South Africa, Netherlands, the Philippines, fear not. We live in this age of fear. Just before the pandemic hit, I read of a study that said the average child today has more fear than the average psychiatric patient did in the 1950s. And this was pre-pandemic. Fear. It's a spirit. It's the zet guys of the age. Fear is not of God. Fear not. Fear not. It's a common saying. You hear it often that the Bible contains 365 fear nots. How many of you have ever heard that? 365 fear nots. One fear not for every day of the year, but actually contains many, 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 many more admonitions against fear than just 365. It's in the opening book of the Bible. We read God saying, fear not. It's in the closing of the Bible. We read it again and again and again. Fear not, fear not, fear not. I'm not much on acronyms, but you know, this is one that I like. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Satan masquerades as an angel of light. Fear is a product of the enemy and fear masquerades. When you and I as children of God, when we're always afraid, We're always anxious. We're driving the divine dreams from our lives. We're driving answered prayer from our lives. We're accepting the enemy's fiction for our lives. We exist, but we don't really live. We crawl, but we don't walk, run, or fly. Fear not. That is a not that you can climb on. You're not alone. God is with you. He's a present help in the time of need. Draw close to him. He will draw close to you. Perfect love will cast out all fear. Paul asked, what shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? That's a knot you can climb on. Fear not, faint not, faint not. I, I, I love that expression, faint not. You know, Jesus said either we pray or faint and sort of a multiple choice. You either pray in this day and age or you're going to faint. It's the second knot, faint knot, the second knot that we can climb on. The second way God plans to see you through. It's in Isaiah 41. We read the most popular verse of 2020, fear not. But if I backed up a chapter to Isaiah 40, there's this most beautiful passage Isaiah, do you remember this? Isaiah felt despondent. He felt lost, overwhelmed. All of God's people were there. Do you know those emotions? Overwhelmed, feeling like you just can't go on. If I've heard it once, I've heard it a thousand times from people. I'm just done. I'm done. I'm spent. I'm exhausted. I'm fatigued. I know it's fatigued, but I just like saying fatigued. <laughs> That's really tired. That is really tired. Yeah, it's that season that we're living in. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, pardon me, but tired humor here. But uh, faint not. They're just fatigued. 
And God comes to encourage the children of Israel in Isaiah 40 and says, I'm going to get you through this. And oddly, God comforts us by asking us questions. That's what God did to Job. When God appeared, he began to ask him nonstop. He peppered him with questions. And God comes to discouraged, weary people and begin to ask them these questions. I want you to listen carefully. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through four verses in, in Isaiah 40. Listen to verse 28. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not? Neither is weary. There's no searching of his understanding. That's verse 28. In verse 29, he, this, this God who does not faint, he giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Then verse 30, even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. And unless you read those verses that I just read, 28, 29, and 30, you overlook that word faint, that that is the theme that the God who does not and cannot faint will strengthen those of us who can faint. The word faint is found in verse 28, verse 29, and verse 30. And of course, it's found in verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and, let's hear it, and not faint, faint not. The God who cannot faint will give you a knot to climb on. Faint not. Don't let outward circumstances dictate your inner resources. Wait upon the Lord. Trust in him. Faint not. There's, there's a great promise. I got to move on. But there's a great promise. I want to say one more thing about faint not. There's a great promise with an even greater Condition found in Galatians 6. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Fear not. Faint not. Let's hit the third one. Fret not. Fret not. Ooh. Fret not. Psalm 37, it begins with the words, fret not. I mean, those are the first two words, fret not. Fret not's found three times uh, in that same psalm. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Modern translations will use the word worry, don't worry. But it misses something because in the fretting, the Hebrew says it comes to the point of frustration and angst and anger. Fret not. I've got a treasured book in my library. It was written during what was called the killing season. How would you have loved to live in the killing season? It was some 300 years ago when people stood for faith and freedom to worship in Scotland. And uh, someone compiled a lot of the sermons that were preached 300 years ago during the killing season. And the book is called Sermons in Times of Persecution. Now, the language is stilted and we wouldn't speak this way any longer. But can I quote from one of the messages in that book, that season of extreme persecution when people were giving their life? Here's what it says. The work of faith in prayer is to enable the soul to wait patiently on God 
for a return of the petition it hath put up. You see, it doesn't really read well. Faith says you have prayed. That's your duty. But see, sirs, that you stay at his door until you get an answer. He that shall come will come and will not tarry. If he give you not in the measure you propose, see that you fret not. That's faith's work in prayer is to fret not. Those who have faith will fret not. I think there's been a whole lot of fretting of late. A whole lot of people stewing and chewing and fussing and night, uh, gnashing and biting and gnawing and worrying about this and worrying about that. You can't climb this. You're not going to make it through like that. Fret not. So we have fear not, faint not, fret not. Those are the first three knots of climb on. Let me give you two more quickly. Forget not. I wish I had time to settle on this, but I don't. Forget not. It appears to me that memory is one of those bittersweet things. It can be a blessing, a curse. We can remember the hurt. We can choose to remember the good. What command God commands us is to remember the good, most specifically the good he has done for us. Luanda, Don, Rachel, has God been good to you? Remember those things. Forget not those things. Psalm 103, you knew I was going to quote this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not. There it is. Forget not all his benefits. This morning, this morning, I, I sometimes do this. I have to play it real quietly, but I had a song playing on a loop. And it um, might be why my apps are all messed up is it's like, why are you playing this song over and over and over again? I don't know. But the song was written by Carol Simbola. Lord, I'm reminded of all your blessings. You have been good to me through every valley, across every mountain. You've always been there for me. I'll never praise you enough or thank you enough for all that you've done for me. I am reminded you have been faithful for all that you've done, all you've done for me. We need to be reminded, reminded of what God has done how he's seen us through, forget not. I'm sure this is not a good climbing technique. Don't listen to this if you're a climber. I'm sure it's not a good climbing technique to look back, to look around, but it's so good in faith. When David faced a giant, he looked back and he saw a defeated lion. He saw a defeated bear. And from from his past victories in God, He drew the strength to say, this big giant, you're not too big for my God. I can face today because I forget not. I remember what God has done in my life. And when you study the feast of Israel, the times that they were commanded to come to worship in Jerusalem or the many altars that the patriarchs built, you quickly understand that part of worship is to commemorate. It's to commemorate and remember what God has done in your life. It's in that remembering, it brings patience that we're in a waiting room of God and God is working his plan. The waiting room is where God is building our faith. The waiting room is where God is working on our situation. Don't get stressed out. Don't murmur, don't complain. Tie a knot around your finger and say, I am 
reminded, forget not. One last, one last not, one last not. Then let me wrap this up. Forsake not. Don't ever get too far from the spout where the glory comes out. Don't stray too far from what got you here. Yes, I know. I understand. And and I appreciate that in so many realms of life that each and every day we've got to make fresh commitments, fresh sacrifices, fresh offerings. We've got to sing new songs to the Lord. We need to be anointed with fresh oil, with new oil. We need a new experience in God that God makes all things new. And we can't always rely on the old and yesterday's experience to see us through. No man having drunk the old wine, Jesus said, will say, uh, will desire the new wine. He'll say the old is better. And we got a lot of people sticking to old wine rather than enjoying the new wine of the spirit. But God wants us to have new wine in new wineskins. I get that. I get that what brought us to this point will not in and of itself take us to a new level, that what got us here won't take us there. I know that. I know that. But I like what Martin Luther King Jr. said. If we're to go forward, we must go back and rediscover those precious values that all reality hinges on moral foundations and that all reality has spiritual control. To go forward, you got to go backwards sometimes. Forsake not. Forsake not the old landmarks. Forsake not those mighty altars of prayer. Don't forsake the beauty of truth revealed. Don't forsake the fountains. Do you remember that sigh of David? It's in in the wilderness. Oh, that I could drink from the waters of the well of Bethlehem. He was surrounded. His life was in jeopardy and, and he wanted to go back and drink from a well. It was a sigh within a sigh, a cry within a cry. H2O is H2O, water is water. But David was remembering. He was remembering. If I could get back to a simpler day and time, to a well that refreshed me as a boy, when I played in the valley of Rephaim near Bethlehem, my hometown, I just want to get back. I want to gain strength for a new day. I want to sense there are some things that can renew me and empower me. Forsake not. Hey, can I give you one more? Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Forsake not. Don't forsake what God has done for you. And don't forsake getting together with God's people and encouraging one another. Don't forsake. It was that second trip to Bethel that forever changed Jacob, I think. The first time he went, he focused on the place. Surely this is the house of God. Surely this is the gate of heaven. But when he came back to Bethel, he called it El Bethel, the God of God's house. He focused on God. And I think it's the return to what God did for us, that he gives us new strength, recharging our batteries, empowering us for the days ahead. We need to dig again those old wells. We need to plumb into the depths. Forsake not that source and that strength that we need in these days. I've given you five climbing knots. Fear not, faint not. Fret not, forget not, forsake not. They're all rooted and built in God. They are the five knots. God's plan 
to get you through these rough days. And he will. He will. And I believe God's going to see you through. I want you to do a couple of things in closing here. First of all, as you saw names go by in comments, would you right now just just whisper a prayer to three or four of those people that you saw go by? Maybe just tag them. Maybe just send them a note. Give them a thumbs up. Let them know you're praying, believing in them. If you have a prayer request and each and every morning prayer requests are offered in this site, we encourage that. Would you encourage those and pray one for another? Then would you, I, I, I want you to pray specifically for what God is doing this week in Lufkin, what God is going to be doing uh, in Pearland, Baytown, and in your local church this weekend. Let's begin to pray and bind together to see God do some things. And most importantly, encourage one another. Like, share, follow the page, or if you're on YouTube, subscribe to it. And I believe God is going to see us through. We've got five climbing mountains. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Join us next time for another inspiring devotion. To support this ministry, please visit firstchurch.com forward slash give.